Happy holidays, everyone. Happy Turkey Day, Thanksgiving, all that other good stuff. And to our listeners all over the world, this is going to be our special Wednesday episode because here in America, Thursdays is a traditional Thanksgiving slash family gathering slash football day that we're all pretty much going to be occupied tomorrow. So we figure if we're going to get something out, let's do it tonight. So here we go. Wednesday episode of the Big Go Belt podcast. Um, unfortunately, the other team members are on travel and other things, like I said. But uh, me and Will, we're, we're dueling it tonight. So we will get everybody caught up on the aftermath of uh, WWE's uh, Survivor Series weekend and NXT TakeOver War Games Part 2 weekend. So first off, Will, how's it going? Doing all right and getting ready for Turkey Day tomorrow. And I tell you, if anything, we can be thankful for all the crazy action we had this past weekend. <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff I put on our plates for once. That's true. I, I gotta I gotta say, um <laughs> wrestling was real good this weekend. It's 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 really hard to find complaints. I although we know there's always complaints, but uh nonetheless, I thoroughly enjoy uh, the product that WWE put out this weekend. Uh, first off, starting off with NXT uh, War Games 2, which is their second annual um, time of running this event. Um, man, what, what can you say? I mean, just top to bottom, the card, which is, we, we knew it was a stack card. We said it was going to be a stack card. Um, but man, did it deliver whatsoever. Absolutely. NXT, as always, hitting on all cylinders and delivering a killer show and and nothing, nothing bad on it. Nothing bad on it at all. There was definitely stuff I liked more than uh, other stuff on it. I wouldn't call every match a home run, but the good far outweighed the bad. That's for sure. On NXT TakeOver. No doubt. I think the War Games match itself was executed good. Um really want to get technical about it. I think they played all the angles and all the storylines really good. Uh, Bobby Fish making his return. Um, I think they protected him really good in this match that um, he, you know, ultimately um, didn't have to exploit him, you know, still not a hundred percent as he, as him being called the chair guy of uh, the undisputed era. But nonetheless, I mean, I, I, I that was a great match. And then um, I, I thought the 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 um, the order of the matches was good. Um, it was very interesting to see someone who just recently debuted in NXT get a match in um, it, on a takeover, which is being Matt Riddle, which was a squash match. At that, I was surprised because <laughs> that's 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 not traditional NXT style, but. Um, nonetheless, it got the crowd hype right away. So, again, uh, um, like I said, the whole pacing of the car, which has done really, really good. Yeah, and that was actually a smart move on Triple H's part. He talked about that on the post-show conference call for, like, why they didn't advertise Ono and Riddle. Because the whole idea is they wanted to go with that flash finish with just the knee and it's done. And so that way, if, if they do that and it's advertised... 
You know, you're going to get some people who are like, man, I didn't do anything with that match. It was like one move and that's it. But if you do that as a surprise, people can't really get that bent out of shape about it because you're giving it to them as a bonus. So that was actually a pretty slick move on Triple H's part. That was some slick old school promoter action there where we're going to throw them on the show and I'm opening it up for a big pop, but we're not going to tell you we're going to do it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so yeah, and then uh, Survivor Series. So, I mean, obviously, anybody who watched it, <laughs> Raw cleaned house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wait, wait, there's a couple more things we should hit for NXT TakeOver, real quick. Okay, go real, ahead, real, 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 real quick, real quick. I, we ca- I cannot look over, cannot look over Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa bringing the house down. No doubt, Velveteen no doubt. is on his, I mean, he's already been on his way. But now he's even further on his way. He is the he is the total package at 23 years of age, and it's just crazy how good he is getting and how far along he's gotten. And for an older guy like me, it, it just warmed my heart with his tribute throughout the match to all the old school workers, whether it was working the figure four, dropping the macho man elbow, coming out like the Hulkster and doing the three big punches and the big boot and dropping the leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, Velveteen, he, he, he's, he's playing that role perfectly. That For me, that was my match of the night on NXT. Easily. Easily. Had, had, that, that, that was it for me. Uh, War Games, I wasn't quite as high on just because of how long it went. Mm-hmm. I, that went near 50 minutes, and that's easily the longest War Games match I ever remember there being. And for me, it just started to drag after a while. So that's my that was my big qualm with that one. But for me, I mean, the that and, and the ladies opening the show. Can't forget about the yeah. ladies opening the show. The two out of three with with Shayna and Kyrie. That was a lot of fun too. And I like how coming out of that now they've really set the stage for the ladies to do a series of trios matches where it looks like yep. Shayna, Shayna and her girls, Jessamine and uh, Marina, will be taking on um, Io Shirai like and Dakota Kai. There you go. Yeah. You nailed it. So well, we have looks like we'll have some some uh, fun trios matches there for the winner. But yeah, takeover. You know, always fun, always good. Just had to, you know, had, had to shine the spotlight on those other matches there real quick. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, look, I think that Velveteen is so over. Only he could pull off doing something as uh, a Hogan gimmick and getting no heat from it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> considering every, the ramifications of, of that, I mean, that just that just lets you know. But, yeah, none, nonetheless, that is my match of the night uh, as well. Very well worked. Um, I like your, uh, your take on him paying homage to all of the old school wrestlers for sure. Um, I thought they also um, they told a good story in it as well. Um, and 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 Champa is clearly the man to 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 run NXT for a long time with that type of um, his ring work has always been there. But I mean, he's just gradually still getting better and better in his tenure in his career. And I think he's working his heel thing like no other. Um, and two, uh, yeah, about the women's opening up. The, um the show which was a good call um i thought too like you said being able to introduce a a, a, a abundance of trio matches is also another good way to get eo shirai um acclimated with um the nst crowd considering that she's over with two very popular faces so um i think that's a that's a good look and then nonetheless you still want to bring the four horsewomen up to speed so i think that's a very good way of doing so because we all know that their their number is going to be called at some time soon. So 
think that's a good way of working at. But yeah, like I said, SummerSlam, SummerSlam, SummerSlam was a clean sleep, sweet Survivor Series. Survivor so, Slam. Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Jesus, Jesus. Matter of <laughs> fact, before I even pick your calendar. <laughs> I got I got two thoughts in my head. So let's just clear those out so I don't get so you know keep getting confused. <laughs> I hit it. SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto next year. So I'm making preparations for that. That's going to be a sign of it. More importantly, Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago next year. As that news just came out, that also makes that very, very intriguing uh, for a trip. Considering that crowd and considering it is TakeOver's last, it's always TakeOver's last event for the year, which means they bring it home. Man, we're talking about a year from now. Some of the matches they can have, and all the people they still got in their queue to to, to work. Huh, that 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 might be a destination for sure. So, <laughs> but yeah, Survivor Series traditional uh the traditional Survivor Series five on five matches. Raw just took took it home, and I, I'm I'm gonna jump Ooh. forward a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I waited till Monday Night Raw and and SmackDown Live to see where they're gonna make any method to the madness with that and. Unless I just sleep, did anything come of about that, or just it, it is what it is? Yeah, I mean, they had the that whole scenario with the clean sweep. Of course, outside of the pre-show match that the New Day do not want you to forget about, that did not count apparently. Yeah, um, I was just about to say Stephanie completely buried that in her promo. Yeah, yeah, they um. I don't get why you would have Raw completely just run roughshod over SmackDown in every darn match, but that's the way they did it. Obviously, now half of that story on Raw was just pretty much centered around Stephanie being thrilled that they won and giving Braun all all of his demands. Mm. Uh, there wasn't much about the about them about anything outside of that on Raw. Now, it's, oh well, of course, I guess the other part of that would be that Baron Corbin now thinks he should you know permanently be made general manager. So that set up the Braun and Baron Corbin match for TLC, where if Baron Corbin wins, he gets to be permanent general manager. And of course, if Braun wins, then he's going to get his uh, title shot at Royal Rumble, I think is how they're working it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty much what came out of it there. Now, as far as SmackDown went, once we got there, you had Miz in there with uh, Shane McMahon on Miz TV having a promo about it where they talked about Miz essentially sucking up to uh to Shane. Mm -hmm. Shane didn't even uh how did he even said anything during the show about it, really? <laughs> no. I, I, I was ready for him to be browbeating the SmackDown roster, you know, since they're kind of playing that he might be going heel and that page would kind of, you know, come to their defense, but they didn't go that way with it. Yeah. So I really I don't I don't get what the point was. Mm -hmm. But I guess I guess it's uh, I think the idea is a uh, Miz and Shane are going to get buddied up here and where that's going to lead. If that's possibly leading to like a, a Miz face turn and Shane going heel, like it's kind of early to tell, but that might be what they're kind of thinking up here. And this is kind of the first step in that direction, but I well, don't know. That's one we got to stay tuned on. Yeah. On that note too, um, they did um, online. I saw some things come out about the dark match after SmackDown went, went off as far as Daniel Bryan versus um, the Miz and the Miz was the one who sent the show home. Um, and anybody who's ever been to a live WWE show knows that um, they kind of try to, you know, tend to send the crowd off on a positive note. So the faces is usually the one with the mic, you know, basically saying thanks for coming out blah 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 and from what i was reading online the miz was the one to do that so 
that Miz face turn could be imminent, but I, I don't I don't know how that could be. <laughs> I don't even know how that could even even be on on the table, considering how good of a heel he is. But I, I guess like like we talked about before, I guess you gotta you know shuffle the deck a little bit. But that that wouldn't have been one I would have did. That's not a hand I would have played. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think we're gonna have to see it and how it plays out before writing it completely off. I mean, mm -hmm. as much as the Miz has grown as a performer, it might very well work it's just you know it's just hard to envision right now i mean heck i made i made the comment last week on the show about you know we had the one family man turn and heel and you got this other family man with his new young baby and his wife and his reality show right. and maybe they're gonna flip-flop roles here and the miz now is gonna be you know the new family man of wwe now that he has a daughter i don't i don't know it it, it might work it, who knows? I think we got to see what happens with it. I mean, one thing's for sure. I'll tell you this. The new heel Daniel Bryan, for me at least, is a very compelling character. Mm. Well, uh, do you think the Miz is able to still deliver um, his level of promos being a face? Now, that has been the thing of the distant past for me. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I guess they both are. I guess both the two of them are both looking at seeing how they can ev elevate their career, being in um, positions where they typically don't typically don't play. Uh, but obviously, want to adventure in uh, what well, Daniel Bryan did. But I, I wonder if the Miz also had conversations at points where he wanted to be uh, the face. Granted, I don't think the Miz actually looking up to John Cena. I don't think that's such a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Considering if he really want to elevate his outside WWE career, I think the, mm -hmm. the face look um, is is and maybe USA Network got something to say with this as well too. Oh Who yeah, but, he, uh, I mean they, they renewed Miz and Mrs. and I think they're supposed to be they're filming right now. I think there's mm -hmm. I think they even had something on SmackDown that they were gonna have a preview of like season two so that might be where they're going with this the idea that he's got his own reality show now and they kind of want to shine him up maybe and make him a little bit more you know friendly sure. with the with the idea that you know like you said it could be more of a playing the outside stuff and outside opportunities yeah. so i mean as long as he's been a heel now it might not be the worst idea as a fresh you know a yeah. fresh a fresh perspective for him. And of course with Daniel Bryan, there flipping roles. It's like the two of them could still be linked. Just now they're on opposite sides of the coin from each other than they were before. So that kind of breathes life into their whole scenario too. If they want to continue doing stuff with that. True that. All right. So anyway, I don't know the survivor series car. I mean, obviously not going to go down the whole thing, but uh, let's talk about our positives real quick. Um, one, I thought the Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura match was much better than I thought it was going to be. I, Absolutely. I um, the cruiserweights definitely held their weight in the middle of the car at that, um, and especially um, between two um, Survivor Series match. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, they were between um, the Raw, the men's Survivor Series match, and then the tag team uh, champions match. Um, but nonetheless, still in the middle towards the end of the car, um, the cruiserweights definitely um, held their weight. But obviously, the two main events. I'm sorry. I am. I'm just going to go off the limb with this one. Brock Lesnar <laughs> booking, I am completely sold on. Completely. If you want to keep Brock Lesnar as your cash cow, you're going to have him working all your international dates and tours. You got to just make the guy look strong. And I think that what he's doing, 
um, and, and how they're booking him and people can hate it for whatever it is. I'm completely with it. I think that, um, and, and obviously we saw the ramifications of this with Darren Bryan on SmackDown. Um, I think everything they're doing with Brock Lesnar has just been great. And, um, you know, people were saying Daniel Bryan should have won and whatever, whatever, and whatever reason AJ had to take time off. AJ was supposed to win. I doubt it. This is a Brock Lesnar match. And I have to admit, Brock Lesnar, when he's put against someone who could legit wrestle, he brings out the he brings the best of himself out. So between this match this year with Daniel Bryan and last year's match with AJ Styles, Brock, those are two of Brock Lesnar's best matches. I, 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 I really think that, um, like I said, how they're using him right now is is, is a plus. Um, Absolutely, I totally agree on that. Because God, it, Brock Lesnar. I mean, that, there's two there's two parts to that match essentially they did with him and Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series. The first half was the classic. Brock Lesnar mauling. Where yeah. he, just, he just beat him down. He took yeah. him to Suplex City. Yeah. He just tore Daniel Bryan limb from limb to the point that he had him beat and was picking him up instead of pinning him. You know, every little bit. And then the, you know, the tide turned and Daniel started to make his comeback. And when Daniel made his comeback, you got to give all the damn props in the world. Brock Lesnar bumped his ass off for him. Mm-hmm. He made Daniel Bryan look like a million bucks. And you could t- you could tell Brock was enjoying it. Brock mm-hmm. was enjoying it. I think Brock is a guy that like when he's in there with someone he really likes working with, he's going to go that extra mile. Yeah. It's like it takes someone like an AJ Styles or a Daniel Bryan or even Roman Reigns, I think, to us like going all the way back to their first WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think some of the time the issue with Brock is they want to book him and they want to book him so dominant that he doesn't get the chance to do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But when they let him, you know, give the other guy some stuff and have him really show up for him, I mean, he made Bryan look great. He was bumping all over the place for yeah. him. And both of them came out of that match looking looking superb. What can they we both came, Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. No, they both came out of it looking great. I mean, got all the stuff, stuff with the submissions at the end. Yeah. With, with Brian getting him in the yes lock and Brock just keep holding on and holding on and fighting out of it and Brian taking him back down. I mean, all of it. It doesn't matter that Brian lost that match. He came out of it looking great. Brock came out of it looking great. That was a win-win completely. What can we say about Dan Bryan's health? I mean, that's always been everyone's big concern. Um, of course, people paid, you know, made a bunch of jokes about about this match before it even went above hand. But you got to think, like WWE is, you know, they're they're going to be professionals about how to handle this. They're obviously going to, you know, prevent themselves in any any legal issues and so on. They obviously don't. They care about the guy. They don't want to hurt him, as you know, um, you know, the relationship they have between each other, the business and and the guy. Um, for him to work that match in a, in, in the way he did, uh, which, you know, some of those suplexes were very brutal, but nonetheless, he was fine. Is it safe to say that WWE's, um, you know, precautions about someone's health is a little, is a little higher of a benchmark than it, at, or it and, and probably, um, exaggerates the severity than what it really is considering what the, you know, what, what they did, you know, you, how they worked this match. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue, I don't know if there's still, when Brian came back, the deal was that they were having him get checked out 
he was having to do in concussion impact testing after every match. Okay. Now, whether they're st still doing that, who knows? Okay. Because um, now he's been back, and he's been back since March. So right. it's been a good, you know, almost the whole, you know, good nine months now. Yeah. So how closely they're checking him, who knows? I mean, I think so much of that, obviously, was – you know, I think we've said it before on the show. It, it was WWE covering its own ass because yeah. you got a guy with with documented history that you know you had out and you wouldn't clear. So, I totally get why they would be checking him so closely, and I could totally see have, having the match with Brock and being like, "Okay, you're going to get your match with Brock. Uh, even if we haven't been checking you lately, we're going to check you after this one just in case." No doubt. You know, yeah. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, it go, it goes back to one thing. I think they have every right to be cautious with him and it's uh, and it's totally in his best interest i mean since he returned it's been the same story if he gets knocked in the head again and gets an on concussion he's done that's right. it right. you know so i think they got every right to do it and so far it's worked out good knock on wood everything seems to be fine yeah so it's it's just good it's just good that you know the fans um aren't um it, it, forget that it's just good to see a guy that's worked so hard to get back in the ring being able to work a match completely and fully um as we can say not unprotected but in a safe manner that we still are tensed about the situation but yet it's being worked in a safe manner that um he's able to prolong his career and i think also too this should shed light in in in, in the eye of other people's injuries that there may be hope that other people can return too Absolutely. And now something I've been watching it at no point did I feel like they were holding back right. because of Brian's condition or anything. Right, or like, right. oh, they're, they're not going to do this because of Brian. They're not going to do this because of his head or whatever. Like they, the two of them were able to work a great match with all the big spots you would expect mm -hmm. without any real danger. I think I was a little worried on the very first suplex he gave him mm -hmm. at the beginning of the match. He came down a little rough on that one, but mm -hmm. most of the rest of them, I mean, I was watching that thing closely every time he was throwing him for a suplex. And most of those, I mean, Brock was popping him up and making sure he got all the way over. So he was bumping on his back and not on his neck or on his head. I mean, th those, those two are consummate professionals they know what they're doing no and, they, they, and and Brian's wanted that match for years. Right. So I'm right. glad he got it. And you could tell Brock was totally into it too. So like, like I said, a win, win all around. Love that match. No doubt. That, yeah, let's talk about the second match now. Yes, um, the yes, second sir. main event match is between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Now, you know, what's very funny about this match to me. Now I know this has been the thing of the last few months or whatever, but they've been very adamant about saying Charlotte flair, um, in her announcements, but you know, they still say Charlotte or the Queen. I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell you, if you go back and listen to this match, they say Charlotte Flair every single time. They are letting the people know who are eavesdropping into this pay per view to see Ronda Rousey, who this person she's fighting, and why is it a big deal. And the, <laughs> the story about you know, her dad is backstage. Like, I don't know if you even peep when they said that too. Like they, the announcers, it's it's a, it's a whole experience when it comes to Ronda Rousey. It's 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 always main event. It's prime time with her. Um, first of all, how good is Ronda Rousey for the time she's been in WWE? It's 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 clearly just it's it's almost unheard of for someone who has does not have a professional wrestling background or even an amateur indie background. She arises to the occasion all the time and to see her go with in my eye the best in the women's division in wwe charlotte flair 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and she toe to toe with her. I'm talking about everything about this match was a one. It worked a brilliant 15 minute match um, that uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed. And I think it left both of them strong. Um, and, and even though Ronda took the, you know, the majority of the beating towards the end of the match, it didn't hurt Ronda as an image, didn't hurt Ronda as a champ, it didn't hurt Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help any implications in the in the future. It just it, it laid enough seeds, it laid enough for video future video packages that they did every objective that they needed to do in this match. Absolutely. It left you with one thing. It left you wanting to see them go at it again. They ended with a DQ. So that way Rhonda didn't get beat. Charlotte didn't get beat. And what you were talking about with how how good Rhonda is, not even a full year in. I mean, the closest comparison I can come up to is Kurt Angle's debut year. It's I put her it's a slight couple steps below how good Kurt was when he first showed up. Okay. You know, every once in a while she can be a little rough, but she's totally within that same league. Um, the pre, just Rhonda's presence in there against Charlotte was just the two of them. You know, it's two top stars going against each other. They delivered on all fronts. It was a physical match. Neither one of them was holding back. And and another thing that, you know, we got to remember going into this is, you know, most of Ronda's matches she's had, you know, so far, they've had plenty of time to plan for. They've known where her opponents are going to be. They've been able to work stuff out. Ronda and Charlotte did this and had three days to put it together. You know, yeah. up until up until last week, one week ago at this time, you know, they were working on the match because everything fell through with Becky. This was not the original planned match. So it's not like Ronda had a whole month to work with Charlotte as much as she possibly could. And this was short out. this was short notice and they pulled it off and they more than delivered. And like you said to James, they both came out of it looking strong. They both came out of it looking good. Ronda took a beating, didn't have to do the take eat a loss or anything. So she comes out of it looking tough and also, you know, going up against one of the top names in recent years in WWE. Charlotte got to stand tall at the end and got to have this new wrinkle put into her character where she snapped. And now the whole thing is, okay, did she snap out of frustration? Did she snap because she can't beat Ronda Rousey? Did she snap because Ronda and Becky are passing her by and maybe she's not the queen anymore? There's a great story to tell there with, with Charlotte, you know, kind of, not that not the queen anymore mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that's where they go with this and then of course the two of them are going at it and she wasn't even there at the show and she wasn't on smackdown this week but the hottest darn lady in the company becky lynch you know how's she gonna figure into this mm-hmm. you know the three of them are just hot as can be right now and i'm so curious to see how they spend the next couple months as we go into royal rumble season and into wrestlemania because of course you know ronda's on raw and charlotte and becky are on smackdown so how are they going to keep the work stuff out with the three of them because i mean the three of them are so far ahead of all the other ladies right now (laughs) it's not how and some of the men a yeah. lot of them, and I should say, the three of them are probably the hottest armed people in the company right now. And I'm, I got my eyes on them, no matter what they're doing. Loving it, total yeah. home run from Ronda and Charlotte. No doubt. Well said. I want that. I want to add to that too. Is um, the, the so the Becky Lynch video that WWE put out on the YouTube channel, basically, um, shadowing uh, uh, Becky's 
um, journey a ton, uh, upon finding out that she wasn't going to be able to perform mm -hmm. at Survivor Series. I mean, that is some that first of all, when I saw it, I said, oh, this was just something somebody did on the side because it felt so unlike WWE to do a video like that. And, you know, the background in it and the emotion that it felt, it just really felt totally different. But yet it was so damn good. Such a good video that you're able to sympathize everything that Becky was going through that just only fuels the fact of how she's responding right now in every aspect of it. I'm sorry, Becky Lynch is straight fire, pun intended, because anybody can get it. When it comes down to on Twitter, on anything, when it comes to her, she is hot. No one is saying <laughs> Chris Jericho got it. <laughs> She's even giving it back to uh to, I said Rhonda to Charlotte about switching her 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 title. I mean, she is just again, you she's absolutely the, the three of them. And, and and I will put Nia Jax right back there because Nia Jax is starting to command nuclear heat now. Oh like, yes. She's she's getting it, she's getting <laughs> it in, in, in aspects that you wouldn't even suspect it. Like they, they cheered Becky's names during the mat matches, she wasn't even there. Yeah. And any mention of, of Naya got booze. I mean, they booed her before they even knew she was even coming out. Like they they assumed she was gonna be the person, last person to come out, and the booze was just starting. Like, I mean, hopefully it works out for them in storyline. But again, yeah, this match executed so much. And the only my only reserve for it is the timing seems a little off. With all this that's going on, we we know that they, they click a reset button around WrestleMania. But for everything that they're planning right now, I mean, I hope they're able to ex execute it and, and, and capitalize on everything before it's time to hit the reset button. Um, and then the other thing, too, like you said, they own all different brands. I, I thought it was very cool that Charlotte definitely pointed out to uh, Paige that they were on different brands and that she'll do anything to get her hands on Ronda Rousey. So that just lets you know that these joint brand um, pay-per-views just going to get a little more interesting now. It ain't going to just be a SmackDown match and then a Raw match. There may be some suffering between each, uh, you know, but between promos or whatever in the backgrounds, whatever it may be, um, leading up into these matches instead of just being, you know, Raw versus SmackDown. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, folks got to remember, you know, uh, you I, sometimes run into people that be like, well, they're, they're all super brands. They can't do nothing. This is WWE. They can do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> if they want to get Ronda and Charlotte together before WrestleMania, maybe have them have a match at Royal Rumble, they'll find a way to do it. They yeah. can do whatever the heck they want. There's no hard and fast rules. You know, with, with, with Becky involved too, I think I'm my kind of feeling is the roadmap is probably going to be, we know we're getting Ronda and Nia at a TLC. Mm -hmm. I think for Royal Rumble, they'll try to do Ronda and Charlotte again. And then the question just becomes for WrestleMania and probably may, and maybe what they also do at Royal Rumble is Becky and uh, Nia, mm -hmm. you know, because they got to get Becky and Nia in there playing off the whole face breaker thing. Yeah. Come WrestleMania, the, I think the big question becomes, do you do just straight Ronda versus Becky? Or maybe you do Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte and you do all three of them together. You know, something like that. Something like that. But the they're next, not going to miss. They're not going to be real interested. 
they're not going to miss money on Ronda Rousey. So anything and everything they can do it. And granted, as much as I hate three-way matches and stuff like that, they're going to milk her for any and everything they can, keep her protected by all means. And again, when it comes to Ronda, it's prime time. It is showtime. Open up the checkbooks, check the, check the stocks. Because <laughs> um, the viewers are chiming in. That's why I said I thought it was very interesting that, you know, we didn't just get Charlotte or even Charlotte Flair one off. Charlotte Flair was the person, the Ric Flair daughter throughout that whole match. And it made it very, very evident to anyone who may have just been saying, hey, Ronda Rousey fights tonight. Because, you know, that's how the, untradi the, the untraditional fan does. They just yep. want to see the big name, and that's all that matters. So, yep, yeah, because um, the, the way you market that match to people that don't watch WWE, that don't know what's up, you say Ronda Rousey's fighting Ric Flair's daughter. Yep, you know, yep. and that's what they're going for. That's why they're tacking Flair on yep. there. They're, yep. they're going to get the maximum amount of people invested. They may yeah. not name the name Charlotte, but they know Rick. <laughs> they know oh, Ric oh, Flair's sure. going to fight Ronda Rousey. Yeah, oh, damn. exactly. You know exactly. And you know, and and and, and it's a, it's a safe thing to say that because we have friends who all don't watch wrestling, but they 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 still, you know, got their ears. And social media is so powerful that you still are aware of certain news. I remember when Goldberg came back, everybody said, "What? Goldberg's coming back?" And it was just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, Goldberg, who we haven't seen wrestling so long, drew tons of fans, sold a hell, hell of a lot of merch. And you know, it is what it is when you got names, which you know. Ron Rousey is a way bigger name than Goldberg. But again, when you got some powerful names and, and a very big celebrity that 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 makes returns, um, people are tuning in. Think about what David Arquette's doing in the indies right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like every, any and everything he does is being reported. So um, so what was I gonna say? So yeah, that's all I have on Survivor Series. Look, I, I'm calling an audible here. We got some other news we're going to talk about Survivor Series because you guys may have heard <laughs> what else may have happened unimportant to the wrestling inside the ring, outside in the crowd. We're going to say that's for you on our Flaming Hot Topic uh, episode eight. So you check that episode out um, after you listen to this one and you can see what we're talking about. But let's just talk about some other news right now in wrestling. All right. So there's been a lot of speculation about this. And again, keyword speculation, because even I don't even know what to make of this, but there's been a lot of trademark filings by some in, with some interesting names, and this is all coincided with some interesting news that was kind of being dropped and then kind of being retracted and then dropped. And who knows? They, you know, when when you're talking about such implications of what this news is, like you know, it's, it's very hard for people not to still be sniffing around wondering what's really going on. So, hey, well, you you got the news up or you want me to take it? Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, I pulled oh, it up right. right in front of me so we can talk about that real quick. So just um, this week it was discovered that a few weeks prior, beginning of November, uh, November 5th actually, um, a number of trademarks were filed in Florida by a company by the name of All Elite Wrestling LLC which apparently has the same address as the NFL Jackson Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, there had been rumors that the son of the Khan family, who owned the Jacksonville Jaguars, might possibly be um, interested in going into uh, financing some wrestling mm. with a certain group of guys that um, 
how can we say are all into wrestling? (laughs) (laughs) So, so the, the trademarks that were filed include all elite wrestling, AEW all out, all out just by itself, AEW double or nothing. Here's one I found really interesting. Tuesday night dynamite, (laughs) AEW double or nothing. And a number of logos and such that they attached, I guess, to the filings. But um, obviously, we are talking about the guys in the elite, you know, rumored, we should say, since there's mm-hmm. no way to know if this is actually, you know, them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the word elite is in there. And so mm-hmm. if we we're talking about Cody and the Young Bucks and all those guys, sat, no, there's a little bit, this is giving a little bit more smoke to the rumors that maybe they're trying to do something come January and whether it's just an all in two or something more than that, a full on company mm-hmm. who knows, but some paperwork has been filed. So that mm-hmm. much is real. So something's going on, something's going on and we're going to have to keep our eye on this. <laughs> and you got to think these guys are invested in themselves and did something historical. You have to think that with all of, the you know with, with all the response that they received from it you have to think that for them to go work for somebody after running their own thing it just wasn't going to happen um cody obviously has been very adamant of that he was getting done with roh um they've been making a lot of making it uh being the elite videos about what they're going to all do um as a tandem everyone's contract is clearly up in january um, good for them on that note. Um, and, uh, you know, Jim Ross is making comments about potentially him and Jericho or Jericho made comments about him and Jericho, uh, him and um, uh, Jim Ross possibly opening up um, their own promotion. A lot of big names are tied to this. And, and, and you know, we already seen how unimpossible things could be for wrestling. Man, this is right down their alley. It's just the fact that the math is like, you know, a one-off is, you know, that's really big and they, they face challenges in doing it, but actually running a promotion. I, I don't know, man. It's this this can really be a big thing. I mean, we we had Nick Aldis on the show, and um, you know, he's been uh he 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 dropped that there's something big and that, you know, after this was all said and done, that they would uh there would be more surprises coming about yeah he, he kind of alluded to the fact that with so many brilliant minds at the, at the at the table at once that you know you knew that they were already thinking about year two once year while year one is still being worked on so um this it just all makes sense and um you know the only difference here now is that instead of them self-funding this looks like they got a billionaire who's very interesting and let it be known <laughs> That all-in show definitely had a lot of people raising their eyebrows. Like, wait a minute, deep wait, deep wait. They 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 did what? <laughs> and you you have to know billionaires want to get richer. <laughs> this eyes was 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 raised about the show. So you know this this is right on par. But again, it's speculation and it's very very coincidental. But we will have to see when something officially is done. I will say this though. I don't expect Marty Scroll to be part of this. Yeah, it, it, who knows who might be part of it? I mean, the key thing to remember here, uh, I was discussing this today on the Twitter when someone asked me about it. So, oh, so this means they're not going to WWE? I'm like, no, it doesn't mean that at all. You know, I mean, WWE can't talk to those guys until January sure. when they're free and clear of their current deals. Sure. Um, 
I'm sure they're thinking of all kinds of stuff right now. And if if nothing else, they might just be like, "Hey, let's get this, let's get these ideas locked down on paper. It, it don't you know cost much much to trademark something." Yeah, so no if yeah. nothing else, they're crossing their crossing their T's and dotting their eyes by getting this done while they explore their options. Um, the biggest thing is this: it's one thing to run a run a big show like All In was. That's a big undertaking, and that's yeah. you know commendable they pulled it off and they had a lot of help with it and that was remarkable and huge and gigantic as big as that was that's not running a full-time wrestling company that's a whole nother level of stuff that's the kind of stuff we were talking you need a staff you need an office you need like you know that's a full-time job that you know just you know some guys and they're not gonna be able to manage on their own yeah, not so, to mention too. I mean, look, you got people that got other careers in in this. You got Chris Jericho doing the music. Um, all these people have families. You know, being able to do, like you said, being able to do an event one time is one thing, but operations and not even just that. These guys are tightly knit. So, in order to bring other people to the table, you have to have the same level of trust mm-hmm. as you did with 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 them as well, and that can all obviously pose a lot of um, challenges for them. So. You know, this, like you said, speculation, but I mean, it'd be interesting to see how this all plays out for sure. Oh, absolutely. So. We all going to be keeping our eyes on it come January, what's going to be up. But I mean, the big guy, the big thing right now, I guess we know, only thing we know for sure is the trademarks are real and we know they're linked to that Jacksonville Jaguars address. So yeah. they're definitely, that makes us think, okay, there might be some truth to this tale that they might have some possible financing lined up if this thing's going to become something, but we'll see 2019 going to be a heck of an interesting year. Once all these deals come up. That's right. Well, anyway, look, we'll, we'll, this is a quick little short episode. I mean, we, we granted, we still run about 40 minutes, but again, you know, we want to want to just give you all a little something for the week. Um, definitely. You want to listen to our flaming hot topic episode eight. Um, so definitely listen to that. Uh, whenever you get a chance, as you know, that is where we turn up the heat on very, very the hot topics, as we like to say, that's floating around the wrestling world. And this week's uh, should be very good. It'll be short as well, too, because <laughs> we're trying to keep people give a little bit of something for you guys to listen to while you're making your commutes around for your holiday season. So um, for this episode, will you got anything you want to add before we roll out? That would be it. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving and a great holiday weekend. And don't go too crazy on Black Friday as we head into the, <laughs> as we head into the holiday season. They're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. And I hope the big gold belt could be a little bit of a little taste, a, a little break of something this weekend <laughs> while, you, while, while you're dealing with a family. Maybe you got away and had us in your ears for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Or why are you camping out for Best Buy uh, tonight, actually, for Friday? So, but yeah, thanks for rocking with us as always. You guys have a safe and blessed holiday weekend. We will catch you guys with our full episode next week. Peace out.